Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, a certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare find voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, and successful enough or deal with a major life transition, such as getting married or getting divorced, changing jobs and having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset and get out of your own way. So if you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep on listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Rare Find Voices. This is your host, Robin Koenig, and today I am talking about a topic that is so relevant to me like right now, but I mean, it's kind of a a regular thing that I put a lot of intentional effort into changing and working on, but right now for me, it's like the most critical thing that if I lose track of it it really puts me into like a tailspin. And so this is, this is all about time. Okay. So I want to tell you a funny story and it's completely like so coincidental that I'm recording a podcast about how to like change your effective use of time and improve it. And at the same time, I'm living it. And so my story is when I record a podcast, I actually don't do a lot of batch recording. I just, depending on my schedule, I will record based on a topic that I think is helpful or relevant. And so I really like to add my own stories. And so the funny thing that happened is that I was recording this podcast earlier today when I had put it into my schedule, you know, put the time aside to go through record the podcast and talk about this really, really important topic. And what happened was it didn't record. (laughs) I spent, you know, probably a good 30 minutes of great conversation into the microphone talking about this same topic. And I wound up getting a phone call that then like something happened with my app and it didn't record. It didn't save my recording. And so the interesting thing, and you'll understand this better as I go through this podcast, is that I knew that I needed to implement something better in my time management, or as I like to call it, time navigation, because when that happened for me today, it was really, really hard to get back on track and actually accomplish what I needed to do, which was recording this podcast. So here I am many, many hours later doing this podcast again and using this as a really interesting, um, I guess, result or proof that the tactics that I utilize to improve my own personal time management actually do work because when they 
aren't implemented, it doesn't work well. Okay, so this will make a whole lot more sense as I go through this, but I wanted to share that because it was just kind of like proof positive that when I do what I coach about, it actually works. And so, you know, the basis to that story is I am regularly working on myself. I, you know, I don't have it all figured out. I love to share when I have an insight that I think will benefit other people. But at the end of the day, I'm a human being just like you. And so the things that I struggle with and the things that I work on, I share with you and I understand and I can relate. And so I don't talk about or share things that I'm not currently putting in the time and energy to affect change and improve for myself. I just don't do that. So let me get back to my topic. So here we are in March, okay? And I call this March Madness in my house, not because we follow basketball, but because it literally feels like madness in our schedule. It is like this whirlwind of logistics and carpools and food prep and business work and inspiration. And like my brain gets so crazy sometimes during the day that I really need to be thoughtful when I'm putting together my plan of attack for the day. And sometimes I think I've got a great plan of attack and then something changes and like exactly what happened to me today and I'm scrambling to get back on track, right? And so, you know, I'm thinking about my schedule right now, like it's completely over the top and I'm actually a pretty organized person. Like we have this household with two full-time working parents, four teenagers, five sports, Literally, like we have five sports right now between three of our kids. Um, We have our youngest plays lacrosse, flag football, and wrestling. Well, he's a wrestler. Thankfully, that season is almost over. Then my middle son plays volleyball for his high school. And my middle daughter plays lacrosse for the high school. So we have this like crazy schedule of practices and games and, you know, food prep, like There's so much food going around in this house, like trying to stay on top of when people can eat and then having appropriate food for them to, you know, enjoy whenever they can. So unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of the whole like sit down family dinner time um, because everybody's kind of got their own schedule going on and definitely easier as kids get older, you know, they can handle their own food needs, but there does need to be food available for them. And so, you know, a lot of what I do aside from running my business is making sure that people are where they need to be, that they've got the food they need to eat. We've got extracurricular activities, two dogs. And so sometimes the biggest chore that I have to do in the house is time management. So I have systems in place. I actually really love planning. My dad was military, so I've got that in my blood. But the truth is, it just doesn't always come together the way I'd like it to. You know, even if I've got this amazing, like, color-coded, highlighted calendar, which I love, it just doesn't always work out to be that way. And so, you know, the natural response to that kind of scenario, right, to overwhelm, is retreat is to run away, you know, like just kind of get to that point where you throw your hands up and you're just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And it really stems from a feeling of lack of control, 
right? That's really what it happens. And nobody likes to feel out of control. I mean, I don't like to feel out of control. And so how do you find a sense of control in the midst of so much, right, chaos without gripping this wheel so tightly and inducing stress, right? So I, I love to share one of the one of the things that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, which again has been a really powerful read. If you haven't read it yet, it's a fantastic book. And um, but one of the things he talks about that I really relate to is the fact that when we have big things going on, right, like something really important that's not a habit, that's not a routine, that just doesn't kind of like flow in your day then you put a lot of brain power, a lot of neurological energy into trying to figure out a solution to whatever it is that you need to, to do, right? So basically, if, if you look at it like a freeway and when there's like a big thing coming up or multiple big things going on, your brain puts its time and energy towards that And essentially everything else kind of gets stuck in the midst of it, right? Like a traffic jam. And so you either have a freeway that's flowing or you have one that's backing up. And when you have too many things that you're trying to take in, it's super busy. You're putting all that power into the unimportant stuff, right? Like as a kid, they always said, don't sweat the small stuff. There's so much truth to that. Like it sounds super simple, but it's one of those things that makes a lot of sense. And so if you are able to change the belief that you actually do have control over your time and reduce the stress response that happens when you feel out of control, then you really can start to change how you feel about your day. And then the bigger result is it's gonna open up your brain for the more important things, right? Like you've got some big things to tackle during the week. And guaranteed, there's going to be times when you're just like, this is tough. I am going to have to put a lot of time and energy into doing this, this one thing. But you want the other stuff to be a lot more free flowing to reduce the stress. And so instead of believing that, for example, that I don't have the time or the ability to manage my own time, like feeling out of control, that creates frustration and stress and avoidance. I chose to change my view. And really what was going on for me, so this is my personal approach to this, is when I was thinking about the term time management, I realized what I really didn't like about it was the was the term the management part of it. And so I felt like the word management was me basically saying that I had to control something, that I had to wrangle it or be in charge. Um, And really, I just didn't want to be in that position. Like, I didn't want to play that role. It didn't, it just didn't sit well with me. And, And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more to it that I didn't go super deep. But what I realized was when I changed the word management to navigation, all of a sudden what felt really good for me was the, the belief that a navigator directs a course. A navigator helps people or, um, I guess, vehicles. <laughs> but it, basically, a navigator aids in the movement 
across or through a distance. And historically, because I love words, historically, it's been deemed as kind of like an explorer, right? So I, I love all of those associations. Like I love the fact that it feels more like an action. And I was very refreshed by this idea of like grabbing my tools and putting on my explorer hat and getting where I wanted to be each and every day. Like my hands are on the wheel now and I'm ready to go. And so I just, that's actually what really changed my approach here. And so, you know, maybe it sounds a little like a goofy role play, but it does have some very specific tactics that I have applied. And like I mentioned, when I don't apply them, I see the impact. And so it reinforces to me how important those, these steps are for me. And I would not share it with you if I hadn't tried them as well. So I want to share a few of these steps with you and kind of talk about how they've worked for me and then invite you to, to try them out and see what you think and, you know, go ahead and apply them. And maybe one of them works for you, maybe multiple work for you, but um, I'm going to share four of them with you. But I wanted to share a quote first because I thought this was such a good one um, and it kind of made me giggle, but, you know, it's by, by William Penn and what he said was, Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. And I thought that was so perfect. Like it's so very, very true. And so how can we be effective in using our time as best as possible and navigating our day and being the one behind the wheel and, and you know, going the course that we want to go when it comes to our time? So the first step in this approach is what I call plan the route. So every day for me, I take a look at kind of my plan of attack for the day, right? So this is where, you know, I'm looking at everything from where do I need to be? Who else needs me to get them there, right? Uber, right? Family Uber right here. Um, what else do I want to accomplish, whether it be for my work or for the household that's dependent on me? Like I mentioned, maybe that's, you know, making sure that some of the food is cooked that's going to be available for my kids when they come home and they want to make their own burritos or whatever. Um, so I kind of look at all of those things first to start to plan the attack. And so, you know, a couple of the tools that I use, I use a physical calendar, like that old school visual one with the highlighter but I also use an online calendar. So I combine the both of them. That tends to be what works well for me. And then I also look at any requests from, you know, text messages or emails or like what, wherever route people are communicating with me or that I've put information, I gather it all up and I lay it out. So that's, again, kind of like, where do I need to go? Not physically, but some of that perhaps, but where does my day need to go today? So here's the key that makes this first step, like really powerful is it's, it's very important to do it during the time of day that you're most relaxed, that you are less likely to feel stressed or pressed for time, right? Like when all of a sudden you start putting stress into the equation, then it, it's defeating the fact that you're trying to come up with a really good motivating plan of attack, right? Like stress around time is going to create more stress in this process if you're stressed about the time that it takes to plan your time, right? It all kind of makes sense. 
<laughs> so for me, um, I have a really intentional morning routine that starts me off feeling really motivated and relaxed, even when there are six people running around trying to get ready for their day. And I'm just, I'm diligent about that. And I, I put intentional work into this. And so I know that my mornings are a really good time for me to look at my time navigation plan for the day and maybe a couple of days ahead. Like I, I don't tend to go all the way out through the week because I know that things could potentially change or shift. And so I don't want to set myself up for disappointment if things aren't going exactly as planned for the week. It's almost like I can kind of do a sketch outline, but my plan of attack, my time navigation plan of attack for the day is literally for the day and maybe the next one or so. And so I I use that time in the morning to kind of set the stage for myself in that relaxed and very motivated state of mind. So if mornings don't work for you, if you know it's just like you're going to make yourself nuts, then find another pocket of time. Maybe it's your lunch break or maybe it's in the evening, you know, with a glass of wine or a cup of tea. But, you know, find the time that works for you that you can review and plan your navigation route objectively. Okay, so that's the first step. Okay, plan your route. Now, the second step to this is give yourself space. So this is actually the step that did not work so well for me today. (laughs) And I knew it when it was happening. And I was like, there you go. So this is really about looking at your commitments and deciding if it's realistic. Are you physically and mentally capable of everything that's there, like of all of it? And if not, which is totally okay, is it necessary to push yourself to the edge today? Like, is it truly necessary for you to go like to the point of break, to that tipping point and to be like so physically and mentally tapped out? And if the answer is yes, like there's going to be times in your life where you're just like, I don't have a choice and I, you know, I really don't. And I've looked at all options and today is going to be tough physically and mentally draining. If the answer is yes, then, then go for it. Like put yourself into the best possible mindset and go for it. But if the answer is like, you don't have to, then I encourage you to give yourself space. And by, by what, what I mean by that is give your schedule some buffer. So if you're trying to put everything kind of back to back, your tasks, your actions, your carpool logistics, your meetings, like sports or what have you and they're all back to back back to back and you don't have any room for error or change then there's the potential that stuff is going to fall off not get done or again create this like element of additional stress and pressure that if you had some buffer would be a whole lot less Now, again, I get it. Like sometimes things are just really tight and you've got to figure out how to get one kid to one place and the other pick the other one up and have them change their clothes or their cleats and throw them a burrito in the back seat. And like, I get it. All that stuff kind of sometimes just happens and you make it work. But if you have a way to navigate your day that gives you a little bit of buffer where, you know, you can give yourself some space, then that's a gift. Like that is a gift to give yourself. So, you know, a 15 minute, you know, bio break or grabbing a snack, 
or you know, if you know you can't go four hours without answering an email, then break up your time so that you have an option to say, I'm gonna spend 20 minutes on just checking email and making sure that it doesn't cause panic and stress for me later when I have all these emails loading up into my inbox, right? Um, maybe you just want a little bit of prep time prior to another call or you know, whatever it is that's coming your way next. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta take a moment. And so if there's a way that you can schedule that in, look at your calendar, look at the realistic you know, approach and say, where can I build in just a little bit of space and put those buffers in there. If you use an online calendaring um, like system, like I do, I use, uh, I think I use Calendly and also every system uses it, you know, Acuity, um, where you can, if you're booking people for um, time slots, then you can build in there that the calendar system itself will give you the buffer. Like you don't even have to worry about it. You just tell the system, give me 15 minutes in between those, these options for people to book time with me. And so that is an important step. And the reason why I know it's so important is because I didn't have a buffer in my schedule today so that when my podcast recording didn't save, I didn't have enough time to redo it at that time. And so I was, you know, scrambling to make sure that I found another place to put this, this task, which it all kind of worked out, right? Here I am recording again, but it did create some pressure for me um, at a time when maybe if I had just given myself a little bit of buffer, I probably could have just hit record at that moment and gotten it done. But nonetheless, I know how important that step is for me and I encourage you to build that space and buffer into your schedule when you can. So that's the second step. Now the third step is what I call avoiding traffic jams. So this goes back to what we were talking about before, you know, with James Clear and how, you know, if you've got something on your plate that you know is going to take a lot of that brain power to figure out how to solve a problem, especially if it's for the first time and it's not a habit. So your brain is going to be busy learning this like most effective course of action, then try not to create more of a traffic jam. And the way that you can do this is to avoid having more than one big important thing to accomplish for that day. So when you're looking at your schedule and you're looking at your time, say, okay, a lot of these things, you know, maybe you can easily see the stuff that's like the routine stuff. It's not going to take a whole lot of your brain power to handle. You know that you're going to be able to handle the physical logistics of, you know, maybe again, it's a carpool thing or it's a meeting schedule that you're just used to, but you've got a big thing that you want to get done. Maybe it's a major presentation or a project. Don't also try and, you know, get your taxes done. Like those are two very big things that your brain's going to suck up a whole lot of energy and activity from. It's going to make the rest of your tasks really hard to do because now you're, you're, you're creating this traffic jam in your brain for the day. And so, you know, it could be that you're putting together your, you know, financial plan or you're planning a family reunion or you're looking at a way to ask for a promotion. I mean, there's a, some big stuff that we want to accomplish. And so I'm not in any way saying don't do those things. What I'm saying is don't try and do them all in one day. Okay, so if you can spread them out and know that 
your ability to accomplish those really, really big things is going to be more limited if you pile them on top of each other and you and you jam up the traffic in your brain, then go ahead and just put them into a better place so that you don't have to try and figure that out on the fly, right? So I love to think about this like with dirty dishes and I've done this before, right? I don't have time to clean them yet, but I'm just going to move them to the other side of the sink for now. But all that really happens is it just makes a bigger pile of even more dishes that still need to be washed later. They're just in a different place. And so, you know, how can you open up the lanes to do more with less effort, automate the easy stuff into those positive habits, and then put your brain to work on the big stuff at the times that you really want it the most. Okay, so that's step three in avoiding the traffic jams. Now, the fourth step is completely, pun totally intended, is what I call March 4th. (laughs) So it's really just about at the last step, go for it. It's easy to just want to keep planning to make sure that everything is ready to go. But at this point, it's time to just trust your plan and put your foot on the gas and go. Like go into the day with the intention to succeed and Do not forget to look around. Don't forget to enjoy the scenery along the way. So those are the four steps. I would love to hear what you think as far as, you know, planning the route, giving yourself space, avoiding those traffic jams and marching forth and how that works for you when it comes to really taking your time back and changing how you approach your time management as navigating your time or becoming a time navigator. So I hope that this helps for you. And again, I, I, I want you to know and reinforce the fact that, you know, we all struggle with this. It's a super common thing and myself included. And so any time that I can come up with some ideas or some you know new solutions or things to try out, I love to share, but I would love to hear from you and let me know what you think. In the meantime, if you've got a moment, please go ahead and subscribe or share this with a friend that perhaps could also use some of these tips and leave me a comment or send me a message. My Instagram is at rarefind underscore love. You can also reach me on my website, robinkonig.com. And thank you so much for your time and energy today with love and laughter. Have an awesome day.